Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey Terrors, I'm Teresa. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Terra Australis. We, yeah... Sorry for making wait like three weeks. Um, it's been a lot on. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But we are recording three episodes now. Three episodes. So we will not Two be... full episodes and a mini sode. Yeah. So yeah. we will not be leaving you hanging for multiple weeks. Yeah. We were meant to have a conspiracy theory um, episode I recorded with Casey, but my laptop decided that that wasn't acceptable and deleted everything while updating all on its own accord. So that won't be out. Um but I'm gonna be telling that conspiracy theory. So I'll be reacting to that. Instead of Casey, yeah, because she's already heard it. Yeah. Um I'm sick, forewarning. Kind <laughs> of not really. Your throat's fucked. Yeah. So I work on a chicken farm and I inhale a lot of nasty shit and I haven't been able to wear a mask properly for the last couple weeks because um, my skin hates me. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a little rough. Um, we'll, we'll manage. We'll pull through. <laughs> I'll try. Um, so if it seems a bit choppy, these episodes, it's because we're pausing to let <laughs> Rachel die. Yeah, Rachel die <laughs> and then come back to us. Um, so do you want me to do my Macbeth? Conspiracy, or do you want to hear the murder? Whatever you're feeling right now. I feel like we have well, to Well, I've got both like, up here on my iPad. I feel that we should sort of, like, split it up, because after my case, we're going to need a palate cleanser. Like, so okay, whatever, so do you want me to do my murder first? Yeah. And then we finish off the day yeah, with my whatever, whatever our posting schedule is, we need to, like... <laughs> Give them a palate cleanser because my case is going to ruin everyone. Okay. It's ruined me again and again. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, happy Pride Month, everyone. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd quickly say that. And I want to put a disclaimer out here right now. I did choose a serial killer kind of to do with Pride Month, but that does not mean. Oh, Siri? <laughs> Me? I think that was my iPad. Okay. Um, also, if you hear weird, like, uh, leather noises, we're on a leather couch. So, yeah. ignore that. Sorry. We're at my house today. I, um, have I... adulted and I'm now living in a house. Yes. As an adult. I mean, you always do it here, but now you're actually paying for the place. I was paying for the place before. I'm just doing it for myself. No. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, so, 
my murderer is actually a drag queen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so ready for He this. is a French drag queen. I feel like French, that makes it so much better. French gay drag queen. That's <laughs> that's just that's the title. That's of the, the trifecta. Right yeah. <laughs> but I'll say this right now. Uh, he is not a serial killer or a murderer because he is drag or because he is gay or was. He's no, just because he's a shit human piece of garbage. You'll find out he had a terrible childhood, um, terrible parents. Look, um, serial killers are an o- their own breed. And exactly. They are who um, they are because of whatever reasons. I just but... don't want anyone thinking, because we're a part of the LGBT mm. plus. Um, I don't want anyone thinking that he's the way he is because he's gay and that's a sin. No, fuck off. The only <laughs> way that it could ever be a part of it is if he felt ostracised as a child and that, like, grew his development. Yeah. But it's not... It doesn't make you any less of a person. No. If you're a shit person, you're, you're gonna a be a shit person. Yeah. <laughs> if um, you kill people, that is in you. Y- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Excuse my poor French. Oh, this is going to be so funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. Going into this, I was like, fuck, this isn't going to be I great. I didn't even think about that. that yeah. You have to yeah, no. That's all the French words. It's going to be, like, no, they're mainly just names, but even so, it's going to be really shit. So I'm so sorry for any French listeners. Do we, we have French listeners? I don't know, but maybe in the future. We have people from, like, a fair few countries, and it's so, it's so Was cool one, like, to look at. Switzerland? Yeah. Dutch or Danish? What? <laughs> I don't know. We've got quite a few European listeners. Yeah. It's really cool, seeing where everyone's from. Also, guys, um, we made it onto a website. Yeah, greataustralianpods.com. Yeah. It's so amazing. That, we didn't even reach out to them. I just saw on Instagram when they tagged us. Yeah. I was like, what the shit? She posted, she tagged me on Facebook and I was like, hey? <laughs> when did that happen? When? We literally haven't posted in three weeks. <laughs> um, it's so cool. It is really cool. Good things have been happening, guys. We are part of the podcast network. That's not canon Productions. I need to add that to our cover art. Yes, yeah. I think we there's a lot of things I need to like figure out how to add it to Spotify so that when you search "That's not canon Productions," that we come up under them. I don't know how that. Works. I don't know how to do it. I think we'll just have to reach out to them. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool as well. So yeah. we are going to be changing our recording program. When we update our mic system, so we're going to be doing a whole heap of new things to bring you yes, we've been looking better at quality content. Yes, because <laughs> that's really our only problem at the moment is the audio quality. Yeah, it's not the best, but it's okay. We're broke, teenagers. <laughs> no one's expecting the most. It's not like we're full-time workers who are like thirty-year-olds, like you know, get full incomes. <sighs> yeah, I know. Okay. Um paid pretty well but I also have so much debt (laughs) (laughs) I was budgeting with my partner today and like he was like you're he's like like how are you doing and I was like you know like I'm doing adulty things like I I keep the rent and the household funds like a week in advance so that I always have it yeah in case I have an off week so like I'm doing an adulty thing yeah but I was like, you know, like, where's all my money going? And then I was, like, listing it all, like, paying off all my debts per week. Yeah. And he goes, oh, that's why. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Barrett, serial killer. Mm-hmm. His name is, 
again, pardon my poor French, this is going to be fucking horrible. Um, (laughs) 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 Oh my god, um, fuck. Uh, Thierry Poin? That sounds good. (laughs) I know it's off. Um, And he is also known as the monster of Mont... Marty? Fuck. (laughs) 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 It's a district in France. This is going so well. I know. In, like, Paris. It's, like, a district. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into him. He was born on the 28th of November, 1963. So, oh, hello. Okay. Um, in Martinique. Martinique? Fucking. It's a former French colony in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not white. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or he's mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can probably see the discrimination you'd get from being gay and not white, being a coloniser. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll gotcha. show you photos of, you, of mm-hmm. him later. Um, so was he, like, a coloniser and then he moved into a prominently white district? Um, no, so he was born in this... It's a French colony, a former French colony, so... It, oh. So, like, there's French people, like went there at some point and, like, colonised there. And so then even in Australia, like, oh, it's, yes. like, a whole thing of, like, if you came over as, like, a prisoner, you know, like, there's, it's, there's, like, a whole thing. Yeah. Um, people suck. <laughs> yeah, moral of the story, people suck. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, but he had a very troubled childhood. His father left literal days after his own birth. His parents were teenagers, so in the 60s as well, that's like, yeah, a lot of controversy right there. Um, His mother couldn't cope with being a single mum and being a teenager as well, and so she abandoned um, Pauline. Pauline? I'll say Pauline. Um, She abandoned Pauline and gave him to his paternal grandmother, who viewed him as a nuisance. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah, so she owned, like, a restaurant or something, I think, um, and, like, didn't give him the time of day. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, he grew up he thinking that like... he wasn't wanted and wasn't oh, loved. Yeah, of course yeah. he wouldn't. That would fuck anyone up. Murder or not, that would fuck you up. It, yeah? Yeah. Um, at ten, he went back to live with his mother, who had remarried and had started a new family. That is rough. That's yeah. always rough when that happens. And as you can probably expect, he didn't get along with his new siblings. Um, a lot of times, their like the new family will like treat that like him as an outcast. Yeah. Um. Like... Not even that. He acted very violent towards them. Oh. Yeah. Well. Um. So he has violent tendencies right from childhood because this is again at ten. So. Yeah. There's there early, it is. There's, there's all the tells. Yeah, there's early signs. He is, he isn't hit in the head though. I was literally just about to ask. Did he get a head injury? No, though? he actually didn't. Um, at twelve, he threatened a teacher with a knife that he brought from home. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> um, and then he was labelled by the other teachers as a troublemaker. 
and then sent a letter home to his mum. But Pauline was like, yeah, no, she ain't gonna know. We're not gonna let her know, like his mum. And so he raced home and answered the letter himself where he forged his mum's signature. <laughs> Hi, like, IQ! Wrote, like, wrote the letter and yeah. then, like, forged it? Yeah, like, as a response to the teachers. I just want to, like, they're grading his work and they're not like, hmm, is this the same writing? Like, <laughs> I feel like it's and, like, a, a 12 year old. 12 year olds don't have neat handwriting. No, it's a lot easier to, like, forge stuff now. Don't. But don't. it is. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> That's actually legal. But, like, it is. It's a lot easier now. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people will send themselves a text message and then change the contact name to their parents. Not that I did that. But. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that, kids. But, like, I'm just saying, it's a lot easier now with technology. But you would think. That they would see this letter written by a 12-year-old. And go, who's... That's a bit Work sus. that they are already grading. <laughs> you wouldn't think. <laughs> like, you would click. Yeah, apparently not. Um, and then later, he actually left school after failing his exams. So, school wasn't well life for him. It's not for most people. No. Most people. Some um, people. <laughs> Yeah, Which would be fine. Okay. It would be fine if he then went on to pick something else up, like a tradership or something like that. If, yeah, like, you don't have... Okay, guys, you do not have to be good at school to succeed in life. No. So I many mean, people are not. So many people succeed. It's a good thing to graduate and to say that oh, yeah. you've got your year 12 It gives you that head start. It but does. But it's not necessary. Like, it's it like, obviously, isn't. it's preferred. But, like, if you have a dream... Not that, all professions need a year 12 um, diploma. No, they don't. No. no. That's the thing. If that's not I mean, look thing, at us. We're sitting here doing a podcast. We don't need year 12 for that. <laughs> I pretty much failed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. You were in the hospital. It's not it's your okay. fault. I still passed. I just didn't get an A <laughs> For people who are not in Australia, that's like your qualification. Yeah. So if I wanted to go to uni or do further study, I'd have to like take a test first. But... I did, yeah. like, still graduate, technically. <laughs> yeah, you graduated with no score. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. You don't... No, it's not necessary. Like, you have a dream, you follow it, you're going to do okay. So, yeah. what did he do after not graduating? <laughs> um, his mum reached out to Pauline's father, Gabby, um, and asked him to take their son away from her. She was still in because, contact with him? Um, apparently... Like, the one who dipped out, like, the second yeah. he was born? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn, okay. Um, well, apparently, um, Thierry, or Thierry, um, was too much of a handle, like, too much to handle for his mum, so she called him back up. Um, but I want to know why she would think that he would say yes to that if he, he dipped does. at... But, he says yes. For sure that man has a guilty conscience he's trying to fix. Like, there's no other reason. There's a catch. He agreed to take him on if he could stop paying child support. There it is. Yes, there <laughs> it is. Um, so he agreed to take him on. Can you zoom, please? No, apparently not. That's great. Um, he agreed to take him on on the basis that he would no longer have to pay child support for providing for Pauline. Um... For support, for providing Paul in with a trade. So he tried getting him into plumbing or masonry. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Lynn said no. He lived with his dad, but he mm-hmm. said no to the trades. 
Um, and he enrolled into a college to study hairdressing and an electrician trade. Oh, so he's, Which he's is, doing... He could have turned his life around there. Oh, he could have. He had plenty of opportunities that to turn his life around. He could have, you know, like, done what he wanted to do and made a success of his life. Unfortunately, he said no again. Oh. Um, and he didn't he pick that? <laughs> he did. He was um, like, nah. <laughs> but his interests were in, um, seeing, were less in studying and more in meeting his friends at cafes and, and nightclubs. And by this age, he's literally like 16, 17. Um, so 16, 17 year olds back in the day really had a lot of fun. Do you know what? I'm 19 I can't and I still relate. don't do that. I, I still don't either. I, I'm almost 20. I'm 20 in like a month. I was talking to my co-workers And I've day, never and been like, to a nightclub. Am I supposed to be able to drink? Because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I have one drink and I'm like, that's it. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like the other night, I was like, you know what? I deserve two cruises instead of one because this week's a bit hectic mm-hmm. for me. And, like, I got halfway through the second one. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of done. <laughs> but, like, people our age go out literally every weekend. And I, I don't. I, oh, my God. Where do you find the energy is what I want to know. How are you able to wake up the next morning and not, like, just want to take the previous night back? Because, like, I wake up the next morning like, you know what? That really wasn't fucking worth it. See, I don't get hangovers, I, but I just don't have fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have more fun being drunk. They're not being drunk, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, I guess it's fun to, like, get together with a friend or friends yeah, every I mean, now and again. We've got drunk together, and that's Halloween. definitely been fun. That was, <laughs> that was a good time. That was a good but time. But at the same time, I also had just as much fun with you the last time you came over and you watched a Barbie movie. So <laughs> exactly. I don't really know yeah, what the big You don't need alcohol up. to have fun, but it's, fun it's nice to do every now and again. I, yeah, I think everything's good in moderation. Not, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but he eventually dropped out, um, to become a door-to-door salesman, uh, despite his father's offers to give him a proper trade job. So he was like, you know what, now I'm going to choose my own path. Which again, which, but he, he did, had he an opportunity. Yeah, he had, he did this several times. Um, he had an, another opportunity to, you know, I mean, turn I his do, life around. I get it, because sometimes it's hard figuring out what you want. Especially oh, yeah. when you're young, especially at his age. Like yeah. I definitely didn't know what I wanted. I still don't know what I wanted to do. I'm working at chicken farm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you. As long as you're doing something, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but his something wasn't a good thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at seventeen, he decided to join the uh, Parachuists Regiment. Regiment. I'm- yeah, like in the army. army. Yep. Yeah, the French army, where he was assigned as a hairdresser. Oh. Um, and he was bullied here by his comrades for his race and homosexuality. Lovely. And, yeah. That reminds me of what is like people who bash like workers, like fast food workers. How people will bash people for working at McDonald's, but they're gonna go and get a Big Mac anyway. I know. Yeah, like, what the fuck? You want a haircut? Don't bash your hairdresser for being a hairdresser. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Like. Like, seriously, if someone started bullying me and I thought I was a hairdresser, I'd buzz a dick into their head. <laughs> <laughs> fuck with me, oh, fuck with your hair! <laughs> <laughs> <Got a coffee>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to pause? I think so. Okay, hang on. Okay, we're back. <laughs> coffee bit coffee. over. <laughs> you might hear, like, little swishes of water because I'm trying to, like, just keep drinking so I don't cough. It's okay. Where was I? 
uh, joined the military, okay, he was bullied, um, okay, here we go. So, he eventually left the military, and th- you'll find that Pauline is very bright in the terms, in, like, the aspect of, he doesn't fucking think. Oh. Um, he decided that in November of 1982 to rob a local grocery store. Unfortunately, the person who owned this grocery store knows him and his father and instantly called the police on him. (laughs) (laughs) And he was uh, quickly arrested and sent to prison for two years with a suspended sentence, being set free in 1984. So you're not very likely for that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, two years? That seems like quite a bit. I don't know. Do you know what's funny, though, is that, like... (laughs) People will get more for, like, robbing a grocery store or possessing marijuana than they will for, like, crimes against children. I know! That's... How fucking stupid is that? Oh, yeah. (gasps) Oh! Sorry, before this leaves my mind. Did you hear the thing where, um, they've actually created a, um, birth control for men? There's no way they're going to take it. They have. Yeah, but they're not going to take it, though. There's men on TikTok saying that they're going to take it and that other men should. Because it's a whole analogy of why would you wear a bulletproof vest when you can just take the bullets out the gun. Hmm. So there's quite a few men out there going, you know what, no, I will... Like, it's less side effects there as well also, um, than a, compared a, to a woman's. A It's called Walk a Mile in Her Shoes, and it's a march when guys wear heels and they walk a mile, and oh. it raises money for, like, uh, like women. Where it's, like, walk where, like, women will walk a mile at night and feel fear. Yeah. For just walking alone, and it's, like, to raise awareness for that, oh. and it's where men dress up in heels and walk a mile. I love that. It's really, yeah, it was really wholesome, and I saw it, and it was just amazing, and there was, like, police officers in, like, bright red heels, and it was amazing. Bless. Kinky boots. T- love it. TikTok men are coming through, obviously not some of them, but, like... Not, not all of them, yeah. But, like, there's more decent, like, TikTok men coming through. Yeah. And it's just, it's really, like... Wholesome and it's really comforting. It's good to see, to see men realizing that feminism is feminism isn't about female rights. It's oh about equal rights. It's not hating men. It's, <laughs> it's not. not. I mean, yeah, there is the term "kill all men," but we don't actually mean "kill all men." It's in retaliation yet. to men treating us like objects mm. and like the whole entire um, abortion not being illegal in some states in America and that shit. That's bullshit. How fucking shit is it that you can get in more trouble for having an abortion than for raping someone in that those states? That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Biden, <laughs> change that. Change it. What the fuck? Uh, I don't think it's actually Biden's doing, though, because like, each state has its own, like... No, but, yeah. Yeah. But it was, like, logistics under the old government. We're not Americans, so we don't know. The old government is not (laughs) it. Okay, so in 84, Pauline decided that he had enough of Toulouse, which is where his father lived. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he moved into a nice suburb in France with his mum. So he was really hopping between the two. Uh, the tension between him and his mum was very much still there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he soon found himself a small room in a hotel or a hostel and he moved into it. Mm-hmm. Um, he then here started paying for his bills 
by working as a waiter at a drag club, which would which was called Paradise Latin or Paradise Latin. Yeah. Um, and this is where he was introduced to the world of drag, and this is where he started performing as a drag queen. Um, and so he was really introduced to his crowd here. Again, this is another opportunity I to was turn his life around. literally going to say, there's so many points of this where he could have gone right. He didn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, soon after joining the club, he met 19-year-old Jean Tai Machin. Fuck that him. was pretty good. That was not. The last thing I know I got wrong. Um, so, I was listening to another podcast who covers this case. Um, and psychologists who look on the relationship now between them think that um, Pullen was the dominating one out of the two. Um, he was older, so at this stage, uh, Pauline was about 21, mm-hmm. um, and Matherin is about 19. Mm-hmm. So, not too much. But. Not too much, but there's still a little, little bit. I, I know mean, that, I like, I, I have a friend who's 23. Hi, Tony, by the way. <laughs> um, and, like, there's a very obvious maturity gap that I can tell, yeah. being 19 and 23. Like, the, we're not that far apart, but there's still that gap. Um, and Matherin was, um, he, he wasn't a part of the crime scene, so he'd never been a very, like, bad person, he'd never really robbed any places, he'd never, yeah, he wasn't. Did that change after they got together? Yes. Yeah. Paul Lynn was the one to introduce him to, is this a killer couples thing? It is. Yes! I love that. Um, I shouldn't have sounded so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was the one to introduce Matherin to drugs and things like that. And oh, he sad. became a severe drug addict. Which, yeah. That's um, sad. But the two fell deeply in love. And psychologists, again, they look back on the relationship and realize like, their love was true. Their relationship was real. Um... They were just bad people. Um, I think that, honestly, they would have been bad with anybody else either. Because bad people just... I don't think Matherin would have. Because he was kind yeah. of roped into it by Paulin. Paulin, probably more so. I think that Paulin would have made anybody who he ended up with. And if they didn't, he probably would have turned around and... Yeah. I think that it's just those sorts of people know how to rope you into stuff. Yeah, manipulizing. Yeah. Um, the mo- the two moved into a hotel together and quickly became known as regulars around every party hotspot around Paris. Um, and to pay for the hotel and their lavish nightlives, they started pickpocketing around the city, stealing checkbooks, credit cards, and prescription drugs to resell. This eventually escalated to more than just stealing from passerbys. Ooh. Oh. Sorry, my house is crap. Let's move on. <laughs> um, towards the north of Paris, there was a district known as Petit Montmartre. Fucking, that was bad. On top of hill, it, it was a district. Um, its residents mainly consisted of sex workers, pimps, drug dealers, as well as immigrants, artists, and older people living on smaller incomes. So that's a great visuality because I would have been a part of that. Minority, because I'm an artist. Mm. That's great. 
Um, I feel like it started off bad and then it was just kind of like, yeah, note taken, don't go to Paris. <laughs> um, in the space of two months, eight elderly women were viciously murdered by Pauline and Matherin, and in every case, the main murder, the main motive was burglary. They were murdering old women? That was the... Hey, but you know how we've been saying for weeks we want a case that doesn't yeah. kill children? Damn it. This is the case. That's just um, Instead, they killed grandmas. Oh. I don't yeah. know that I feel better about that. I don't either. <laughs> okay, here are the crimes. Um, I don't have a lot of details on the deaths, but I do have how they died at, yeah, at the most. Um, 5th of October, 1984, Anna Barbia Ponthas, 83, beaten and smothered by a pillow. Um, Germaine Petrot, fucking, <laughs> 91, survived the attack, attack, but was too traumatised to give a description of the two men. Um, and Pauline and Mothrin both got away with only 300 francs, which is about... $60, I think. On the website that I was doing this research on, I wasn't sure if they had converted it to AUD or USD. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. AUD, I think it's about $60. Okay. Um, on the 9th of October, firefighters were called to the scene of a burning building. Inside lay the body of 89-year-old Suzanne Foucault who had been suffocated with a plastic bag before her watch and 500 francs were stolen. 5th of November, 71-year-old Loana Sekaisko, a retired teacher, um, her body was found at a boulevard de Cliquy, tied up with a electrical wire and savagely beaten. By this stage, the killer couple had stolen 10,000 francs. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where that leap of money came from, but apparently the teacher was loaded, I think. I mean, she could have, like, come from somewhere. She could have just, like, stole something or just, like, you know. Or the watch from the previous could have been, like, worth a lot. I don't know. See, there's, um, um yeah. There's... Or that could have been from, like, normal pickpocketing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what I was thinking is, like, this area is, like, low-income It is elderly people, right? Yeah, so but at the same think... time, because they're low-income and they're immigrants and stuff and sex workers, drug dealers, police don't care about them. That so is really sad and really true. The crime, crime rate might be higher, but at the same time, they're not going to send police there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, 7th of November. So these are all, like days within each you other. You also think that it's probably easier to pickpocket an old woman than it is to, like, a middle-aged man. It is. Yeah. So. Um, Sad. 84-year-old Alice Benham was found in her apartment by her son, beaten and forced to drink cleaning fluid in order to disclose the location of 400 francs. Um, in this podcast, I'll link the podcast episode that I was listening to, by the way, because it was actually really cool. Um, but it went into, like, the dangers of drinking cleaning fluid. So it was, like, the the cleaning fluid that you pour down the drain to, like, clean the drain. With Drano. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, uh, you went to describe how it 
if like you were to drink it it would burn your esophagus and like your throat all the way down to your stomach but if you also inhaled it while it was in your mouth or going down or anything that would cause i think it was like burns in your lungs yeah like chemical burns in your lungs that'd be so painful yeah look Um, i'm screwed if anybody tries to rob me can you imagine how much torturing I'm going to get when they're like, where's the money? And I'm like, I don't have any. Like, that's serious <laughs> Like, if you can find it, let me know. <laughs> and then there's me. I've literally got $90 saved up in silver coins. That's amazing. Dude, the container isn't even half full yet. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I know. I just... I'm... Savvy with money? So rob her, not me. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Rachel. (laughs) That's great. Okay. 8th of November. Sorry. Um, Marie Choi was found by her care nurse, so I think it's just a carer, um, tied up, tortured, and gagged with a towel. Um, Paulina and... Paulina? I think that was a typo. Um... Pauline and Marfrin stole 200 francs. So these are all, like, pretty small amounts of money. Like, it's all, like... And they're, like, killing for this. Yeah. Here's the thing, guys. No amount of money is worth killing for, but, like, you hear cases where it's, like, oh, they were killing someone for $25,000. Where there's, like, like, actual... It's worth it. No, nothing is worth killing for, whatever. But, like, there's bigger motives... Yeah. Whereas I think that they must have also had to enjoy it. Because oh. the amount that they were getting from it does not seem like a big enough motive no. to be killing But at the for. same time, they were drug addicts. So they were doing, like, cocaine. And cocaine oh, fucks with you. But also, like, any small amount is going to get you more drugs. Yeah. That's yeah. really unfortunate. <clears throat> um, 9th of November. So this is literally the next day. Uh, 75-year-old Maria Mikodias was also killed. She was stabbed and suffocated by a cloth. Um, another 200 francs were stolen. Um, 12th of November, Jeanne Lawrence, 82, and Pauli Victor, 77, were found in their apartments completely, t- well, with their apartments completely turned upside down in search for money. Unfortunately, the bodies weren't discovered until a week had passed. Um, Between the rising panic in Paris and the inability to match the fingerprints... Now, they had gotten the fingerprints of Pauline when he robbed the grocery store like a fucking twat. Um, So they already had it on file. So they had it on file. But they didn't cross-reference them. They didn't even bother looking. Um... The locals started to, yeah, um, between the rising panic in Paris and the inability to match the fingerprints, locals started questioning the competence of the police. No shit. Um, I would too. <laughs> I would too. Um, when, what, sorry, when was this? 84. Well, then. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Damn it. Um... I have a quote here. Uh, the sense of fear among the population persisted, compounded by the professional disarray in still having failed to question them and not having been able to do anything to ease the concern of the public. Um, that was from a prosecutor on the case. 
At the time of the crimes, there was no central fingerprint database. So the fingers from Pauline's grocery store robbery weren't in the general circulation, apparently. Um, and in response, the police deployed hundreds of officers to monitor the 1,500-metre radius on Montmartre. Um, and this is also done to kind of, like, settle the locals to be like, they're there, you're protected. <laughs> um, I'm sure they feel that. Yeah. Um, and when it started becoming harder for the two to go on their normal killing spree, um, they decided to move back in with Pauline's father in Toulouse temporarily. Um, during this time, Gabby, Pauline's father, was extremely displeased about Pauline leaving to live with his mum. Um, and wasn't accepting of the couple's relationship either. So he was homophobic. I mean, yeah, a lot of people were at that time. Yeah. But also, why did he care? <laughs> I'm so, like, yeah. confused as to whether he he's a caring He was left originally. He also only let him live with him because he wanted to stop paying child support. Yeah. I'm so confused at whether he cares or not. I don't know either. Like, maybe they built a relationship when they lived together. Because he was maybe, trying to help Or him. maybe he tried to. Because they were yeah. teenagers when he was born, so maybe when they were older... Yeah. And the father was older, he was like, you know what, no, he is my son, I do want to try and Well, it seems something. like he was trying to help him with the trades and all that, so... Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, the couple eventually grew wary of one another and eventually split ways when Mothrin returned to Paris while Pauline stayed with his father to reconnect with old friends. So this is where the couple splits. Mm-hmm. Um, and they stop being in a relationship. So they stop their killing couple spree. Mm-hmm. Um... With the remaining money Paulin had gathered, he started his own talent agency called Transform Star for trans artists. At least he did. Like, he did He tried. Good Again. Again. He <laughs> had an opportunity. <laughs> oh, my um, God. This and is he so tried, infuriating. Yeah, but he, he did it the wrong way. He tried enticing locals with champagne and cocaine. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And, like, they weren't in Paris. They weren't in, like, a suburb around Paris either, I don't think. It was kind of like a smallish town, not really kind of bigger. I don't know. Um, but the locals were like, you know what? N- no. Um, so the lures didn't work as they would have in the capital, and the business failed after a year. Um, and that was all this money gone. Um, so now we're going on to the second wave of murders. So since the year had passed where he tried to do that talent agency and it kind of burnt down to the ground, he decided that he would go back to Paris and that district. Mm-hmm. Um, during his first spree, all his targets lived in the 18th district, but this time he decided to branch out and expand the area, giving him more opportunities to find a victim. Um, 20th of December, 1985, Estelle Dong <laughs> uh, was strangled in her own home, 91. She lived on 14th District. He's getting involved now. He is. Um, <clears throat> 4th of January, 1986, Andre Ladam, 77, killed. Doesn't say how she was killed or how they were killed. They were just killed. Um, 9th of January, Yvonne Coron, 83, murdered in her apartment. 
Um, and from those murders, it's actually unsure, it's uncertain whether he actually stole any money. Like, they don't think that he stole money, he just murdered them. Or he so wasn't he able was to find money. It. It's either he wasn't able to find money, or he just went for That's it. It's so bizarre that he's just going, like, out on a limb, hoping that they have money. Yeah, exactly. Um, fortunately for the police, Pauline was using the same strategy that he used during the first spree with his So they could partner. connect them. He could, they could kind of connect it. Um, he would follow his victims home and then force his way in once they opened the door. Um, he would take their money and then murder them. However, one aspect came apparent in these attacks, and that that's that they le- lacked a certain brutality. You know how I said, said earlier how Pauline was probably the more dominating one out of the two in the couple? Mm-hmm. Moth Rin was actually the one doing all the brutal attacks. Oh. So, in the second spree, the killings, like, yeah, they were killed, but they weren't brutal. In the first spree, they were mentally and physically torturing these women. I mean, they made her drink Drano. Like, what yeah. women drink Drano? So There's, there were women who were suffocated by a mattress. Like, Damn. Um, that's really bizarre. Yeah. Um... That's so psychological. Yeah, I know. So that little detail kind of threw me off, and I was like, okay. Um, But these small details help the police kind of build an understanding of the killer and kind of build, like, a profile. Oh, yeah. Um, And there were four more murders before he took a quote-unquote break. Yep. Going off period. (laughs) 12th of January, Marine Joblam and... Francois Vendome were strangled in their homes located in the 11th and 12th districts. 15th of January, Yvonne Charabel was found dead in her apartment in 5th district. Virginie Labrette, um, she wasn't given a date, don't know why, but she wasn't. Um, I'm not sure if it's that, that's because it, this one was also done on the 15th, mm. or I don't know. That would be insane. Yeah. Oh, there were several who were done on the same day. Oh my god. Mainly in the first spree, though. I think this is the only one in the second spree that's done on the same day. Wow. Um, and she was found in her apartment on the 12th district. Mm. Between February and June of 86, murders suddenly stopped. Pauline had actually found himself a job as a media agent in a in a media agency as a talent scout. Um, and he finally actually had an income that was able to sustain his uh, nightlife. And so he stopped killing. His so only was... motive was money. That's so bizarre. Yeah. He didn't kill, like, others because he liked killing. He wasn't a serial killer. He was a spree killer. He did it for the money. He didn't do it for the joy of it. That's so bizarre. Yeah. So he wa- he wasn't saying there's like some aspect of them beginning to like enjoy it. He didn't. That is so weird. Yeah. And for like such small amounts of money. I mean, obviously it would be more back then. Oh yeah, it was. So yeah. but still not like the sixty dollars I converted it to was like twenty twenty currency. Yeah, yeah. So So obviously like it's a lot more back then. Yes. But Still, to kill someone? Yeah. Without him even, like, enjoying it? Mm. 
is so bizarre. It's a bit un- unheard of. Or even if he, like, did enjoy it, but he didn't crave it, which is also very bizarre. Yeah. He only wanted the money. Again, he was estranged by drugs. Like, yeah. um, we all know what cocaine can do. So, then fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> when you know some people in cocaine. <laughs> However, the company went bankrupt in May of the same year and Paul Lynn found himself without a job. And so this is where he was like, you know what? We're going to go back. Um, 14th of June, Lord Miller Liberman was killed in her home on the way back from the market. Yeah. So, um, she just wants some apples. She just wants some apples. <laughs> oh, don't we all? Um... <laughs> In August, Paulin attacked his drug dealer with a baseball bat. You okay? I'm very cold. I just have to oh, okay. <laughs> um, Yo, are you still living in an icebox? I am not. I, yeah, I'm literally a crop top. Her house? It's an igloo, I won't lie. Literally. I freeze whenever we I We have the fireplace. Well, I've been living there for like 15, 16 years, I think. So I'm used to the cold. It's insane. And the fireplace is on one side of the house and the bedrooms are on the other. So I'm very used to the cold. Um, I don't even have a second blanket at the moment. That's... <laughs> you just shoved a tissue up her nose. I didn't want to blow it. I can pause it. No, it's okay. I'll just plug them. <laughs> you know, sometimes I really wish we had, like, a camera recording us at the same time. I can't wait to do live shows. Yes! <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. You could... Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're about to vomit. Are you okay? I just choked on my cough. <laughs> <coughs> do you want me to pause it for a minute? No, I'm good. You sure? Yeah. You don't look it. <laughs> I can't wait to do live shows. Oh god. No actual live shows or anything. Like, That'd be do, fun. We can technically do that. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Where was I? Uh, he attacked his drug dealer with a baseball bat. Yeah. You're <laughs> trying not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you finally got a septum. We'll post a photo. It's just a ring of tissue going out of each nostril. Oh, that's fucking great. We'll post on the Instagram. <laughs> um, check out the Instagram, Terra Astralis Podcast. Um, Every week is just me being an idiot. <laughs> I don't think we have any footage of me. It's just you. <laughs> you and my dog. <laughs> the fact that me and your dog are at the same level. <laughs> oh, oh, God. He's far superior to me, honestly. <laughs> it's far superior to both of us. <laughs> and he's going blind. Special guest. Yes. <laughs> except he doesn't speak. Oh, he's been a special guest on all of our episodes so far. He's not here. And that is an issue. That is an issue. <laughs> we need to bring him back. Yep. Um, okay. The attack was so bad. So getting back to my case. Uh, when Paulin attacked his drug dealer, the attack was so bad that the drug dealer actually called the police himself. And dobbed him in. And it was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm a drug dealer. But this guy just bashed me up with a baseball bat. Can you, like, get him? Why? So I'm assuming he was in a drug rage. 
Probably he probably either didn't have enough money or was like, I'll pay you back. And the drug dealer was like, No, fuck off. Give me my money. I don't know. It, the Stop details something. aren't put It would in. be something to do, like, fueled by drugs. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't get the details either. Because, spoiler, the guy's dead. Um, yeah, Paul instead. Um, but he was arrested and sentenced to 16 months in prison. So, yeah, that's just a little bit over what he got for robbing the grocery store. I think. I think? No. 12, no, it's under, no, I'm bad at math, 16 months is not over two years, no, 24 months is two years, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no, he got less, so he got less time for beating someone up than he did for robbing a grocery store, Mm -hmm. I don't know, that just seems a bit bizarre to me, yes, Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> and he was sent to Fresnes Prison, which is the second largest prison in France. I don't know if that detail was important, but I thought it was cool. So, there we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time he was released from prison, Paul then tested positive for HIV. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, if you're throwing your ass around I mean, and not using condoms, especially in that I time feel when... as though he didn't have a hard time in prison. <laughs> Probably, I, probably, I don't know, there aren't any details on it, but... I think that he would have in the, like, in the point that he's gay. Yeah. Because There's nothing wrong with having gay sex, but by also, the way, but protection's a good idea, idea and in always... In all sex, oh, guys. Oh, yeah. Everybody and use protection. Always make sure that your partner and you are tested. But also, I think that there's a lot of closeted gay guys in prison. Oh, for sure. For sure. Or, like, homophobic, quote-unquote, straight guys who, oh, like... Oh, yeah, the ones who will, like, beat the shit out of you and then also have sex with you behind closed I'm wearing socks, no homo. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, but realising that he had a... T- wait, hang on. Um, he tested positive for HIV. However, the police still had not compared his fingerprints to any other prints on file oh, from the murder Oh, God, guys! I know! Um, also, he already had a criminal record, so like, yeah, he, they should be already looking at. Him. And like, he was in they the should area. tie up the, the like the times from when he would like leave Paris exactly. to when he would come back. There's like, so many things. Apparently, they fucking didn't though. Um, realizing that he had limited time lo- time left, Paul then started throwing really extravagant parties and spending all of his money. Well, the money that he stole. Um, and enjoying all the alcohol and drugs to his dismay. Um, all of his friends at the time as well were kind of going, you know what, these parties are awesome, but where the fuck is he getting all this money from? Mm. Like, everyone was kind of like, eh, but they didn't question it too much, apparently. They were all just high on drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They didn't care. They're like, this is interesting, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me more. <laughs> uh, 25th of November, 1987, Paulin murdered right. Ra- Rachel or Raquel? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to make a French. Um, Cohen. If my name was Raquel, <laughs> I would fucking laugh. Barbie! She's a bitch. I don't care. I just want to be. <laughs> you just want to be a Barbie? Yes! <laughs> it's better than my life! <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh. oh god. Um. Uh, so Paul and murdered Rachel Raquel Cohen, Cohen. 70, <laughs> 
79 and Burfi Finality, that's wrong, um, 87, who were both living in the 10th district. Then two days later, he strangled uh, Genevieve Germont, who luckily survived and became his means to an end. Do you want to input here? What? The word, the name Genevieve in French is usually pronounced Genevieve. What the fuck? Yeah, no, I was listening to a French case like, a while it, back. Genevieve? I think it's Genevieve. That was fucking bad. Something, but like a lot of times the word, like the um, name Genevieve in French is like Genevieve or something like that. Which is actually kind of pretty if I could pronounce it right. But <laughs> <laughs> I made it sound like a disease, but that's you just blew. <laughs> Look at the audio. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry to any French people. <laughs> what fucking disease? <laughs> we're, we're so insulting. <laughs> we are so sorry. <laughs> you know what? Having a podcast was a really good idea because some of us. <laughs> Shit's a fucking golden. Oh, We're gonna look back on these episodes in like 20, 30 years and go, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't wait to show our kids this. So we can sell it for adoption. and quickly dobbed in Methrin's involvement in the first spree. I saw that coming. Yeah. He was like, bitch, like was, if, if we go on down, you come down with me. I knew he was going to crack. Like, he doesn't Oh my god, you and me? Oh, if I'm convicted for a murder, you're coming with me. I wouldn't Fuck our boyfriends. I wouldn't have even had to do anything You're a culprit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have a murder podcast. There's no way that, they, that you couldn't, like... Yeah, exactly. They'd be like, With yeah. the amount of shit that we've said. They'd be like, yeah, that's, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, whilst in custody, Paulin bathed in the attention that he was getting from the media. Because, uh, you know, all throughout his childhood, he didn't get attention. Oh, yeah. And from these parties where he was, like, hosting these parties and having a lot of money. Um, oh, he would have craved he, it. He loved the attention of it. So having his name all over the media, he fucking thrived. Um, and he would go as far as to borrow money from family members so that he could buy the papers and collect these articles about his, like, about himself. And his family were like, yeah, chill. Yep. Um, he was more interested in reading about himself than he was building a defense with his lawyers to ensure that he stayed out of prison. He probably didn't want it, to be honest. He probably did. He knew that what he did was wrong and he was bathing in the glory of it all. And he's already been to prison, he knows what it's like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and he's gonna die soon anyway. He's got fucking AIDS. Yeah. So he's probably just like, if I'm going down, like it's gonna be in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Like, that's it. Um. I'm just gonna enjoy it while it lasts. 
But, yeah, the brutality of his actions, like, with the murders, um, it shows in a quote uh, from his defence lawyer. Um, the photos and pictures were awful. It was difficult, very difficult. I must admit that when I started the case files that I didn't have lunch, I didn't have dinner, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, apparently they were, like, that bad. So... Being a prosecutor also, must be hard. May I also add, around the time that he was doing all these murders was the same time as... Oh, what? What's the serial killer's name? Fucking... Danmer. Jeffrey Danmer. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. Jeffrey Danmer. Isn't it Dahmer? Whatever the fuck it is. Oh my god. That guy. <laughs> um, Dahmer, yeah. Um, but they were around the same time on the opposite sides of the world. So while America was going, fuck this Jeffrey guy, France was going, fuck this Pauline guy. <laughs> um, what if we had anyone in Australia? Well, I guess we had the Chiro murders, which I still want to cover. Um, I really want to fi- figure out how we can do the logistics of like doing that on site. Like, we just well, like, sit we in can the car. Re- you, I was just going to record in the car. Yeah, we can do we that. We can sit in the back seat. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We should do that soon. I was going to do this week's episode on that, but I wasn't sure how sick you were feeling and if you would be up to it, so I didn't. Yeah. We'll try it for, like, next week or something like that. Okay. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Um, shit, where am I? Where am I? Uh, on the 16th of April, 1989, Pauline died from AIDS. He didn't even get to sit his trial. Um, I don't think he really wanted... Oh, no, he would have wanted that, I think. Yeah. Um, he died... He was, like, suffered from... Two, because AIDS is, like... It renders your it's immune... Nasty. It renders your immune system useless. Mm-hmm. So all of your immune system is put towards fighting off the AIDS. So you can get, like, a simple cold and die from that. Mm-hmm. It's really um, rough, actually. So he suffered from tuberculosis? Tuberculosis. That's it. And meningitis. Mm-hmm. So he went down yeah. in a nasty way. But, he didn't deserve it. Oh, he didn't. Uh, he, yeah, no, he definitely did deserve it. I almost said he didn't. Um, but at the same time, I kind of wish he served his sentence a little bit. Yeah. Because he killed like twenty people. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, basically, the only time he got in prison was like a slap on the wrist for the other things he did. Yeah. Um, he died at age twenty six. Wow. Um, never got to serve his time for the twenty women he killed. The amount that he did in twenty six years of his life. I know. Are we lacking? <laughs> Girl, yes. <laughs> We're lacking in every aspect. <laughs> I'm working three jobs. <laughs> Actually, well, not anymore. I just left one job last night. Oh, so now you're only working two jobs? Two. Like a, like a normal person, right? Yeah, um, no. <laughs> Honestly. The sarcasm. <sighs> Oh, but I'm gonna get off topic real quick here. I'm just gonna talk about one of my bosses real quick. Um, Emma. She knows about the podcast. I'm not sure if she actually listens or not, but if you do, hi, Emma. Um, she's awesome. I was gonna say, I know where this is going. It's not shit talking you, don't worry. No, 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 no. She's been messaging me all week about how awesome you are, so. Oh, I fucking love you. Um, 
But I took on, I was only meant to do two shifts on Saturday and she asked if I could take over a third one because a co-worker couldn't do that shift anymore. And I went, you know what, yeah, it's extra money, why not? I'll just take it and I'm down that way anyway with the other two shifts and just get it over and done with. Um, and I went up there for a little bit of training the Friday before, I think. Um, and she pulled me aside and she was like, I want to book you in for a free back massage to say thank you. And I was like, oh, my God. And holy fuck, that was the first massage I've ever gotten in my life. And that was you holy. You described it as otherworldly. Uh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> otherworldly. I felt like I astro-projected that shit. That was fucking oh, awesome. A massage like that. <laughs> that was awesome. I- are you okay? <laughs> she just whipped her head around to look at the wall. Through the wall. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, God. Throwing <clears throat> shade at my boyfriend real quick. <laughs> I thought you heard something. I was like, okay, my hearing's really good. Even I didn't hear anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, throwing shade. Love it. Okay. Who doesn't listen? It's okay. <laughs> okay, so, but... Jean Thierry Mothrin, Mothrin, whatever, um, he was sentenced to life in prison plus 18 years without parole. So, even though Paulin wasn't able to serve any time, Mothrin definitely did. Although he was only tried for the first spree of killings, because he wasn't a part of the second spree, Mm -hmm. which is fair. Um, and he was released in January 2009 after serving 20 years. Um, so killing how many people? He killed eight or nine. And he got 20 years. Yeah. Even without parole, that's like, because he wasn't given parole. That's such a small you amount. You should get life imprisonment for killing one person. So he went into prison when he was, like, maybe, like, 24, 25, I think, He maybe. still has heaps of time left He got out life. when he was, like, in his 40s. So He's very still. capable of being a dick again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Although he would be sober at that point. Maybe he... Because cocaine he... makes you very aggressive. I hope that he turns his life around. I hope too. Um, well, dude, he's still alive. I think he is. Is he? Probably. I didn't we see anything about the 80s, right? Well, okay, so no, he would have been for, about 40 in 2009. Oh, okay. 2021. Yeah, he would have oh. been like 50. Yeah, something. About 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I hope you turned your life around, dude. Probably not. As if he listens to this. <laughs> As if. <laughs> A French serial killer is listening to this. Imagine if we get an email just going, oh, hi. Our first email was an angry email <laughs> from a 50-year-old French serial killer. <laughs> that would be the dream. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, there's also an awesome quote that I'd love to add in, which described Paulin as a whole, as a serial killer. Um... Paulin was not a serial killer. He was a spree killer. A serial killer is a pathological killer who kills to experience a physical or moral pleasure. He enjoys the terror he inspires in others. Mm. So, that um, seems, yeah. Yeah, he 
didn't do it for the sake of killing or because he liked killing. Oh, he God, did he it. He could be a whole psychological study on his own. Yeah. But it's it wasn't insane. So, no, but it's so fascinating. It like, is. The way it works. Like, this is mm. what I don't get, how people sit there and like, oh, I can't do that whole serial killer talk. But it's fucking fascinating. It is Yes, you have to go through listening to how these people and these victims were killed and feeling remorseful for them. But it's fascinating. But thinking about how their brain works. Yeah. It is so insane to me. Yeah. This case is going to bother me now because I'm just going to be like thinking about this. My case. Yeah. Yeah. Like just like. He's yeah, but you will never be able to study him because he dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> he dead. Um. That's so bizarre. Yeah. Um. Also, I like whenever when I was doing the research for it, it's weird to think, but he died in the same way as um Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. It's immediately who I thought of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but not circular. He is like the um sort of main not like spokesperson but like who you think of when it comes to like representing HIV yeah which is sad yeah along with Freddie Mercury he's an icon god bless a true queen oh yeah bless killer queen (laughs) fuck the queen Elizabeth (laughs) Freddie Mercury all the way (laughs) oh what just be attacked by the royals (laughs) They have their own stuff going on right now. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. That's my episode on the French drag queen serial killer. So I think that we should post these sort of like in order. So then when we're recording the intros. Well, my, the, if you look at what episodes we've recorded, like the most previous episode that's been uploaded has been my episode. Okay. Um, I, I did that two part episode. Yeah. On uh, the so Australian. You do mine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll play yours tomorrow. Okay. Just so you know, guys, you're gonna get this after already listening to my one, but we've recorded this one first, so it's yeah. gonna be weird. Yeah. It's. Or, or do you want me to upload this one first? Because I'm fine with it. But we normally go you, me, you, me. I feel like because we've already done the intro to this one, it's going to be weird, like, trying to do the intro of that as if it was previous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get <laughs> you. have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, no, I do, I do. Okay. Um, no, we can do that. We can do... Yeah. If that makes more sense. Yeah. I think we so. We can do that. Okay, we'll do that. Because then we have... I mean, otherwise it's going to be me and then you, you again anyway, because you've got your conspiracy theory anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's not gonna make any difference. That's fine. Anyway, that's cool. Um, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Terra Astralis Podcast. If you have any terror tales, so any conspiracy theories you want us to talk about, or a serial killer that's from your hometown, or just a serial killer that you think is interesting, you want us to cover, email us at terraastralispodcast at gmail.com. Um, follow That's Not Canon on Spotify and mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, is that all? I think so. Go check out, um, Grey Australian Pods because they... Oh yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, because they're some really interesting... They shout out, like, Australian podcasts. If you obviously. go to their Instagram, they have, like, over 7,000 posts and each one is just a different podcast. It's just a dedication to our podcast. Like, that is... Australian cool. podcast. It's That's fucking really awesome. Cool. It's literally, like, a 
with um so I'm stupid and I just said yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh I was trying to tell Zach a story today and I couldn't stop laughing and it was a story about how I almost died <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing enough to tell him and that says so much about me <laughs> wait what? are you gonna cry <laughs> Oh my god, the fucking falcon! Yeah. Oh my god, dude! Is that the nuts on my wheels were so loose, and I just forget to tighten them because I had to tighten them literally every week so that my wheels wouldn't fall off. And I forgot to do it for several weeks, and then oh. Kyle came over and did it one time because what's your man? Anyway, oh, but like he did it for me. He was like, your wheels would literally have fallen off tomorrow if you didn't do this today. <laughs> and I just started laughing. My dad got so mad at me. <laughs> Tell the story about me almost dying because I was laughing too much. <laughs> That's who I am, oh, guys. That was such a shit car, though. I'm so glad she's gone. I know you're not, but. She went down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> oh, it was not glory, girl. <laughs> she went down, but it was not glorious. <laughs> she should have gone up in a blaze of glory, but she didn't because I'm too broke to fill my gas tank. <laughs> Being a cheap bitch saves lives, people. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. So, to wrap up the episode, <laughs> um, don't live in a broke area because you'll get murdered, but be broke enough so that your car doesn't explode. There we go. There we go. That's our that, lesson for today. <laughs> that's our weekly quote for you. <laughs> Can we be broke enough so that your car doesn't explode? Can we put that in a shirt, please? Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, our quotes are just going to be references to you almost dying. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, fuck. Out of everyone I know, you've had the most close, like, near-death experiences <laughs> yes. ever. When I say, guys, that I should be dead. She should be I dead. I should be dead. <laughs> I am a fucking anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> you are evidence that the Matrix <laughs> Okay, let's finish up this episode. We've been rambling for a few minutes. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Catch Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
On the flip side. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Terrence.